0: After a super long time of this fight being discussed for a few years, it gets made. There's hype for it. You go to the presser in New York, get some great (laughs) stuff for us for the show. And now it's fight week, Brian.
1: It's finally here. Javante Davis versus Ryan Garcia. Um, Potentially the fight of the year. I am looking at our YouTube community uh, where I've been, posting a lot of polls for the people and we've been interacting with people going back and forth. Are you ready for Javante Davis versus Ryan Garcia fight week? 90% of the people said, 91% of the people said yes, which I put let's go in all caps with an exclamation point. 9% of people said, meh. And that's a sample size of about 150 people. Who said
0: meh? I want to know who said meh.
1: Uh, Who are these
0: people? Who are these People don't
1: like Ryan and Tank, which, you know, there are, i bet you they'll still
0: watch it i bet you they'll still watch it though (laughs) you know what i mean i think whether you like ryan or tank or not yeah i think this is a super fight arguably the biggest of the year we're gonna break it all down and we're gonna give you an in-depth look of how this fight could go and what it can mean for both fighters if they win or lose i'm excited brian i know you are Brian's on my ass all week like yo I got mad shit plan. <laughs> so if you enjoy the content, make sure to drop some comments and thank Brian because he took a lot of time to think about how we could cover this fight and give you the listener and the fan the best type of preview for this fight. And uh, Brian you deserve props for that because we are going to break this down like we've never broken down anything before um you know what i mean before we used to get two minutes on fan duel so this is gonna be the best <laughs> breakdown that we've ever had and by the way we have a separate betting portion that's gonna come out as yes. well so stay tuned for that we're gonna let you know some really good odds and different ways you could bet this fight that's so gonna be props. coming up as well
1: so many props and yeah, yeah we're gonna cover the shit out of this we're gonna talk about a few different things it's gonna be like a, a super preview if you will on the audio feed you'll notice that it's one of our our longer episodes because yeah we're gonna really really get into this fight like we haven't any other fight before because this fight deserves it honestly and we don't get to do this often the next time we do this might not be until Who knows when maybe devin haney we should do it
0: for a loma yeah yeah maybe then
1: but 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 after that we don't know we don't know when the when maybe errol spence and terrence crawford oh
0: that one will be like an hour episode
1: (laughs) no seriously
0: (laughs) yeah no we're gonna do like two weeks of promo for that um but yeah you know what i'm excited um brian's excited we got mad content so let's get right into it so you know this is for Gervonta Tank Davis who is 28-0 26 of those wins by knockout Ryan Garcia 23-0, 19 of those wins by knockout, no belt on the line both undefeated fighters they're both in their prime they're fighting at a catch weight of 136 pounds, I'm going to break down a little bit Brian biggest names on Tank's resume Gamboa, Mario Barrios who at the time was the champ at 140 pounds, Leo. Santa Cruz, Leo's second fight at 130 pounds. I do want to mention that because he was naturally like a 125, 126 pounder. Um, that was Leo's second fight at 130. And that was the fight where Tank tucked him in for a nap. Izak Cruz, Tank fought that fight pretty much with one hand, still got the victory. Um, beat Roley in a fight where we're going to get into that as well. Also just recently beat Hector Luis Garcia. And then on the flip side, The biggest names on Ryan's resume, Luke Campbell, that was the infamous fight where Ryan Garcia got knocked down in the second round, ended up getting the TKO victory of Campbell in the seventh round, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, Then he ended up switching trainers over to Joe Goosen, fought Emmanuel Tego, and he ended up beating him, didn't get the knockout, but that was a fight where... Joe Goosin was his new trainer. And then finally, we saw him against Javier Fortuna. Fortuna was dropped in round four, five, and six. Uh, You know, there was stoppage in the fight in the sixth round. Fortuna, also a former champ at 130 pounds. So that's a little bit of Tank's resume. That's a little bit of Ryan's resume. I think, Brian, this is a true 50-50 fight because this could honestly go either way, in my opinion. But I want to get your thoughts after everything that I just said, catch weight, 136 pounds. They're both in their prime. They've never lost. They both have power. So let's start off with the beginning. Going into this fight, when you think about these two and their careers and where it's at right now. How much do both of these guys don't want to lose at this point in their careers? How big is this fight?
1: We're going to get into this. Uh, And I feel like more in depth a little bit later because I think losses to each of them would be fairly devastating. But I also think that this is too big to not have a rematch. But I also feel like if Ryan Garcia won, there's probably more likely a rematch than if Tank won. And I think when you say this is a 50-50 fight, I think most of us agree in terms of like, this can go either way. But I think if we're being honest with ourselves, this feels more like a 60-40 fight. (laughs) <laughs> uh, at, at least because like i th- i just think a lot of people who are calling this a 50 50 fight have also said tank is gonna win this
0: <laughs> i okay okay you know, to, like, you know to 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 have a rebuttal on that i'm one of those people because i just said yo it's a 50 50 fight and yeah. i do think tank is gonna win but i i also i've been going back and forth on it brian for weeks.
1: you now. have you've texted me like yo i still kind of don't know how i'm gonna bet this
0: I, I don't I'm know. Like, I'm I'm not I'm gonna like, know until we do that betting preview because it's like <laughs> I, I do think Ryan has a really good chance in this fight.
1: Sorry, I just coughed. Yeah, I think uh Ryan Garcia has a great chance in this fight. Look, when you're looking at just the physical attributes, if you will, and the skills, Ryan Garcia is gonna have the height and reach advantage. He's five ten, he has seventy inch reach. Tank Davis is five is listed at five five and a half. Some have jokingly said he's 5'4". Um, he has a 67.5-inch <laughs> reach. Uh, so Ryan Garcia is, you would think, going to benefit from fighting on the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, the power advantage goes to Tank. Ryan Garcia has power, though. And I think the difference with both of these guys is Tank can hit you. Ryan Garcia, the, the way his power comes is not necessarily just overwhelming you with just sheer strength. But he hits you with shots you don't see coming because he's so fast. And that's what fucked up Javier Fortuna in, the, in their last fight. Because going into that fight, Javier Fortuna is somebody who I had a lot of respect for, former world champion, yeah. as you said, seen him fight a couple times uh, live, I mean, like in person, not only a couple times throughout his career, i him fight more times than that. He's Dominican, I'm Puerto Rican, so I got to keep track of my, you know, Latino brothers. And I thought, oh, this is a fight that could give Ryan Garcia some trouble. If Luke Campbell knocked him down you know, Javier Fortuna is better than Luke Campbell. And he, I was very impressed. Like that was, that was really the first time, not the first time in terms of ever in his career, but the first time where he stepped up in caliber of competition where I was like, oh wow, like he fucking dominated Javier Fortuna. And he did it because Javier Fortuna did not see that left hook coming. Yeah, (laughs) And I think that's the thing that's going to be interesting to see how Tank sort of handles that. I think Ryan Garcia has a speed advantage in this fight. Um, the chin we would give to Tank because we've seen Ryan taste the canvas. Um, Javante Davis hasn't fought a ton of big punchers, but he did survive 12 rounds with Isak Cruz. And yeah. I think that's noteworthy.
0: With what with arm? So with I want to
1: do this. Because um, <laughs> I don't. Because in terms of like endurance, right, Ryan Garcia has only gone 12 rounds once. I feel like that's worth noting here. He did it against Emmanuel to go. Uh, He was also knocked down once against Luke Campbell. Um, Javante Davis has gone 12 rounds only twice. Once with your Gamboa, who he stopped in that round. And then the other time was with Isak Cruz, which you noted, which was, you know, a close win, but a win nonetheless. Who has a defensive advantage here in this fight between these two? From what you've seen?
0: Tank. Tank, I think, okay, you mentioned two things. You mentioned speed. Ryan does have the speed advantage. Tank has speed too. We just Mm -hmm. don't talk about it enough. Tank Mm -hmm. has speed. Tank also has a defensive advantage, especially when it comes to lateral movement. Ryan doesn't have the same lateral movement that Javante Tank Davis does. I think that's something in the fight that we'll notice that will have Ryan in trouble. He usually moves it straight, like in a straight line, right? He's not a lateral guy. And I think that's going to get him a little bit caught in the fight to be real with you so when i'm like thinking about them and we'll talk about stylistically how they match up against each other which is kind of what we're doing now defensively i'm gonna give it to tank even though tank gets hit a lot listen he was getting hit clean by hector lewis garcia
1: he takes chances he definitely takes risks yeah
0: and here's the thing about tank he's not a fast starter he is so tactical he's gonna lose some rounds because he knows he's got the power to knock you out so he's gonna start off slow. He's gonna lose some rounds early on. Because when you go back to the fights, like I had him also losing against Roley. Like in that fight, I had Roley winning the him fight. That
1: fight. Mm, okay.
0: Yeah. I also I also think um Hector Luis Garcia was kinda at one point I was like, okay, I'm giving some rounds here to Hector Luis Garcia I did as, as well. well.
1: I thought he was up through six, and then I thought it yeah. was even by the time uh Tank got the stoppage.
0: Leo Santa Cruz was doing his thing until he got tucked in for a nap. I do also want to mention, you mentioned something really important. Like he hasn't fought a lot of dudes with this type of power that Ryan has. So Tank has never seen a fighter like Ryan before in the ring. And Ryan has never seen a fighter like Tank before in the ring, which makes this fight so much better but defensively to answer your question i'm gonna give that over to tank because i also think he has more of the experience what about you if you had to break down who has the better defense would you go with ryan garcia
1: no because if you look and people have pointed this out on social media even and this is something that i've noticed prior to that is there's a there's a bit of a habit there that Javante davis is going to try to exploit which is that ryan garcia doesn't always protect his face uh yeah. the be- to the best of his abilities right um a little overzealous when coming in this is something we talked about with alex Pereira and israel Adesanya. i don't know if we talked about it on the show but we talked about it because i was like of course izzy knocked him out because Pereira just went in there wowing on him not keeping yeah. a hand up when he was fighting he was just kind of swinging with both arms and then yeah it left himself open Ryan Garcia left himself open against Luke Campbell. Luke Campbell, who is not at all <laughs> considered a big puncher uh, with respect to Luke Campbell, who's obviously been a credible boxer throughout the course of his career. And he yeah. dropped him really because of a bad habit. Ryan Garcia was not ready uh, for that. I believe it was a straight left hand.
0: Yeah. But and, here, here's, here's the thing, though. Sorry to cut you off here because yeah. um, I got to get this off. Yeah, he got dropped to the canvas, but he also got up and then TKO'd him in the seventh round. Like, right, you, you the- got to have some type of mental, sure. um, you know, toughness to do that. Also, his trainer was Eddie Reynoso at the time. And there was so much talk that Ryan would come into the gym for like 20 minutes and then not show up for like three, four days or whatever it was. Um, obviously, those are like rumors, but that was the talk of it. So Ryan switched trainers. So I don't think he's the same fighter that he was with Luke Campbell. When but that's Luke Campbell.
1: But has have his, the question that he'll need to answer is have his defensive habits improved? That's mainly yeah. what it comes down to. And that's I really what I'm saying. Like, I, I think it's, it's improved like, a bit. He got dropped and he got back up. Is he going to get back up if Tank drops him? Is my question. Because yeah. Tank is not Luke Campbell. And this is the point that a lot of people are making. Tank, who I would say is big for the lightweight division. He went up and won a belt at 140 against Mario Barrios. But so he, he doesn't want to fight whatsoever. Ryan at
0: 140,
1: right? Which is weird, right?
0: But- <laughs> <laughs> right. Let, let's let's also <laughs> let's also put that onto the table because he he's not trying to fight Ryan at 140. Why is that? Why why don't you want to fight Ryan at 140? Why do you have this rehydration clause where he can only gain what? What is it? Nine or ten more pounds? Right. So there's yeah. like he knows Ryan has power. There's, there's a reason why that is in the clause. And I just want, I just want to say again, like Ryan's not the same fighter that he was against Luke Campbell. And I think he has gotten better defensively. The only thing that I would say about Ryan for my con is like, I mentioned it, dude doesn't have the best lateral footwork, right? So when his opponents use lateral footwork, like for example, against Javier Fortuna, who uses a lot of lateral footwork, um, he was struggling to cut off the ring against Javier Fortuna in those moments. Fortuna, same size as Tank, man. And like you mentioned, like Ryan has the size advantage in this one. He has the height and reach advantage. We're not going to see him bang on the inside, right? He's going to fight from a distance. Yeah, and you also don't want to bang on the inside with a guy like Tank either. Um, But at the same time, if you notice in that Javier Fortuna fight, he was also throwing the right hand a little bit more. Like Mm -hmm. he was working the right hand. So my whole question is, is he going to keep his right hand like cuffed to his face the entire time? Because we know the left hook is his punch, yeah. right? We know the left. So is he going to keep his like right hand tucked so that he's like protected the whole time? Because the one thing that you're talking about defense, he does leave his chin a little bit up sometimes. That's the like thing. He yeah. gets a little bit sloppy, right? And he'll like kind of drop his like hand a little bit where you're like, okay, Tank is going to take advantage of that. But for this fight it's like I think we might see something totally different because he knows that he can't be that sloppy against Tank.
1: I also don't think Tank is going to provide as much movement as Javier Fortuna tried to. Like, I don't think Tank is going to be – he's not going to be moving around the ring and then Brian Garcia is going to be chasing him. I don't think that's something we're going to see either, right?
0: No, but Tank got the footwork advantage in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I don't don't like
0: Ryan Garcia's footwork that much, to be quite (laughs) honest with you.
1: (laughs) I don't think there's going to be a ton of movement here between – either guy that's not to say that they're going to stand and bang and have an Arturo Gotti Mickey Ward situation. I'm not saying that at all, but I don't think there's going to be, uh, this is, this isn't going to be David Benavidez versus Caleb plant where Caleb Plant is trying to move around, use the ring or, um, Tim zoo versus Tony Harrison, where Tony Harrison's trying to move that little ass ring that honestly, if it was a bigger ring, maybe he makes it 12 rounds. I yeah. think with this fight, you're going to see guys like move a little bit, but for the most part, it's going to, it's going to start off more tactically and i think Javante Davis is going to open up as the fight progresses and as he does that is 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 Ryan Garcia going to be able to withstand that is going to be the biggest question everybody has because Ryan Garcia has the height and the reach advantage but he has to actually use it i think to have a real chance in this fight because if he gets touched yes he's proven that he could get back up against Luke Campbell that's not the same as getting back up against Javante Davis which a lot of people uh haven't done at some point or another and no, I... and the defensive questions are legit like i think look you can't afford to have bad habits here right yeah tank while he didn't fight this fight at 140 and this is a 136 pound catch weight fight which you know i feel like all right tank has a title like can't he just defend the title but you know brian evidently doesn't want to go to 135 it's just this sport is stupid sometimes whatever yeah um but you know this is a fight that also transcends titles so we'll let it be but on defense it's not just a left hand a left uppercut like Javante davis is also a very smart body puncher and ryan garcia we don't know if he's weak to the body there have been jokes about that online <laughs> whether or not he is but ultimately i think i think we're gonna find out a lot about both guys and then the questions about Javante davis it's like is yeah. is ryan garcia's speed gonna be too much for him right because it's one thing to go to distance with Isak Cruz when you're fighting with one arm. And, you know, Isak Cruz was ready for some of those big shots. Like he he had the left uppercut scouted. He didn't want to get the Leo. Santa close close fight,
0: close fight too. Like 115, 130. That's, that's how I had it scored.
1: That's how I um, had it. But at the same time, it's like I think Ryan Garcia is going to provide some unique looks for Javante Davis.
0: Yeah. And listen, like we talked about defense, like Javante Tank Davis takes a lot of hits too. He's getting hit clean by Hector Lewis Garcia. We talked about speed. Ryan will definitely have the speed advantage, but has Tank felt power like Ryan's before? He's also a Southpaw. When you're a Southpaw, sometimes you leave your liver exposed. What does Ryan Garcia do really well? Throws nasty liver shots. Is Tank going to be able to sustain Ryan's power? And that's my biggest question as well, because... We know that Tank has like decent head movement. I think the one area where he's going to be very successful and we saw it against, you know, people will say like, yo, Tank's never fought a tall guy. Like Mario Barrios was a taller fighter Mm -hmm. um, and Tank was changing levels really good in that fight against him. And I think the thing about Tank where it's hard to bet against him is like, he's so deceptive. He's so elusive. He's going to reel you in and then knock you out. We don't give Tank enough credit for his high IQ. He's extremely skilled, man. Nasty uppercut, nasty lead hand, and that's why it's hard to go against him because we know that he has all the attributes. And when we if we had a list and we had to take off attributes between these two guys, Tank would have more of it because yeah. we've also yep. seen more of Tank. So mm-hmm. all around if you're taking a look and he mentioned this like he doesn't think Ryan's a complete fighter. If you had to compare the two, yeah, Tank is more of the complete fighter than, of course, Ryan Garcia is. But I just think that, you know, I remember, I think it was that Isaac Cruz fight where at times where you were like, whoa, did, did he kind of stun Tank at, like a little bit? You know what I mean? Yeah. And t- Tank does get hit a lot. So I think if Ryan uses his speed and goes to the body and, and that, like, Ryan can knock you out in different ways, yeah. right? We've seen him do it. So it's like, Is he going to go to the body against Tank? Which I think he should. He's going to have the height and reach advantage. You're also going to see Tank try to close the distance and close the gap and land on Ryan Garcia. So I think if Ryan tries to go to the body and land one of those liver shots, there's so many liver shots that you can only take. We haven't seen Tank go through that. Like, you know, Leo Santa Cruz wasn't giving him that power, dude. Yeah. Like, this is totally different.
1: Yeah, he's going to be pushed. All right, let's get to our... Cause we have two more segments on this fight and we're going to save our predictions for the betting.
0: Okay. Um, but before, okay. I know we're going to move over, but before we go to that, the one thing that I want to, sh- I want to ask you and before we kind of go, cause you kind of broke down, you know, these two and how they fight. Sure. Um, When it comes to this being the super fight of the year, is this the super fight of the year? And is it worth, and we kind of talked about this at this point with all the hype and the buildup, is it worth the pay per view?
1: Well, the undercard is not terribly interesting, but um, yeah, this is worth eighty five dollars. I think like this is you can't miss this fight. You just yeah. can't. Like honestly, I'm surprised it wasn't a hundred dollars. Is this the fight of the year? I would say yes, unless Arrow Spence fights Terence Crawford, yes. or or as we talked about in our last episode, if that heavyweight tournament actually comes together, Tyson Fury, Alexander Usyk, Deontay Wilder, Anthony Joshua. Um, but other than that, and as of now, yes. Um, some might even say Devin Haney, Vasily Lomachenko is bigger. I don't think it is necessarily. I think it, I think it yeah. is, because, I think it is from the sense of like, okay, this is for undisputed or lightweight championship or whatever. I you think know, that's, ju-
0: I think that's a super fight too. And maybe I'm tripping because I like both. Like, well, in terms of
1: in ter- that fight, that fight, while I love both fighters, it's not going to transcend boxing the way this is because Tank stands are nuts and ryan garcia's stands are nuts both in different ways i'm not going to make the jokes that i've made off mic but like
0: (laughs) yeah there's been a lot of them maybe maybe
1: we'll make maybe we'll make a patreon for that so i can give up the goods but yeah i just don't this is a fight that transcends sport yeah in a way that i don't know if devin haney vasili lomachenko does as much as i love that i probably love that fight more tactically But I also go into that fight like I'm more confident that Devin Haney is going to win than I am. That Tank or Ryan is going to win.
0: Okay, so that's another thing that we'll have to get into because I think Loma has a really good chance in that fight, but that's not what we're talking about today. We'll get into that another time. <laughs> I do want to say one last thing. Uh, Ryan Garcia is also bringing fans to this fight that probably don't even watch boxing. Right, a type of fan base that maybe is on TikTok or maybe they follow him. Gen because,
1: Z, you know, you
0: know, they think he looks girls good or that something. Think he's
1: fine and shit.
0: <laughs> L- listen, listen. This this is the type of fans that Ryan Garcia has. And I want to give, so there was this girl I used to work with when I was doing sidelines for soccer, and she knew I liked boxing. And she'd be like, hey, you know, I like that one boxer. He's like this, um, I think he's like Mexican-American. He has really nice hair. Right away, I knew like Ryan Garcia. So from I'm saying like he has a fan base that – doesn't even watch boxing but um that's nonetheless all right let's get into our next two topics ryan i want to the future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about that's why we've created the hefty renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials to participate simply fill up an orange hefty renew bag with accepted items tie it up and drop it in with your regular recycling that's it it's that easy It's time to rethink recycling with Renew.
1: Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at HeftyRenew.com.
0: Ask you, what happens if Gervonta Davis takes care of Ryan Garcia, gets the, you know, tuck you in for a nap type of finish? What does it mean for him?
1: If Ryan fights really well, I think you run it back. If Tank overwhelms him, And also because he's the A side, I don't think we're going to get a rematch, even though I still think it would be terribly profitable. Like it would it would make so much money, I think, because of the spectacle this is going to be. But ultimately, if it's one sided, then, you know, what does that mean for Ryan Garcia? Right. Which we're going to get into. Um, But I think Ryan Garcia to earn a rematch and a loss would need to stun tank a couple of times, account for himself. Well, he could get stopped and I'd feel like earn a rematch. Because we've seen that happen before. Like if he gets stopped in like the 8th or ninth or something like that. But he accounts for himself well, wins a few rounds, is strong in there. Then I think people would want to see it again later this year. The possibilities for Javante Davis are interesting after that though. Then let's say it's not a rematch, right? Let's say he overwhelms him, stops him maybe relatively early, whatever. Maybe it's a a Danny Jacobs, Peter Quillen situation where it's just one round, first round knockout. Boom, Mm -hmm. that's it, done. I think what then... What I would want to see is, because I'm already anticipating Shakur Stevenson gets the winner of Devin Haney, Vasily Domachenko, for the Undisputed Lightweight Championship. I'm already assuming that. The Undisputed Lightweight Championship bout between Devin Haney, Vasily Domachenko is in May. Shakur Stevenson just fought. The winners can pair up in, like, September yeah. or November or October, whatever. In the meantime, Gervonta Davis, what I think can happen is the rematch with Isak Cruz. Then, hopefully, if everyone can come together, (laughs) Gervonta Davis versus whoever wins between Devin Haney or Vasily Lomachenko and the winner of Shakur Stevenson. So whoever comes out of that sort of ESPN trio emerges as the undisputed lightweight champion. And then Gervonta Davis takes care of Isak Cruz in a rematch or something like that. The two can see each other. Do you
0: want to see that rematch, though, Tank and Isak Cruz?
1: In 2024.
0: Um Because I'm not interested in it.
1: Be- well, here's the thing. It's like, I get that, but who else is Tank going to fight, really? Maybe it's just the Ryan Garcia rematch then. Because if you think about it, the Ryan Garcia rematch, if he wins the first time, would be way more profitable than him versus Isak Cruz for the second time
0: well i believe the rematch clause is i don't and i don't know this but if so if you're watching and you do know it let us know because you know boxing fans you you let us know if we're wrong or not but um and there's been this, conflicting
1: reports out there regarding yeah, that, to your points so.
0: exactly because i looked it up and i saw that if tank loses there is a rematch clause if ryan wins if sorry if ryan loses, loses. then there isn't yeah. I, so i don't know if that is correct because we've seen so many multiple multiple reports of what that rematch clause could be but my whole thing is where does Tank want to fight? Does he want to fight at 135 or does he want to fight at 140? Because we saw him move up and fight Mario Barrios at 140. So here's the question. If he beats if he beats Ryan Garcia and has a nice finish, which a lot of people are, are expecting to happen this weekend, then does he move back down? And we are also expecting like majority of people believe Devin Haney is going to beat Lomachenko and be undisputed. So at that point, does he go and fight Devin Haney for Undisputed and get those titles? Does he fight Lomachenko or does he move up to 140 and maybe fight a guy that has said he wants a fight with him on our show? Regis Progre said that he would love a fight with Gervonta Tank Davis because he already fought Mario Barrios and beat him. And my whole thing is, where does Tank want to fight? Because when we talk about lightweight, we're, do we categorize him in that? Because they're fighting this at a catchweight at 136. So for me, it's hard to say what this means for Tank and where he's going to move either. I think it's likely he maybe does fight Devin Haney at one point, but I'm not interested in the Izak Cruz fight.
1: I I wouldn't even call the Devin Haney thing likely yet because Shakur Stevenson could potentially beat him. But that's another story for another day. Um, Funny you ask because I looked at the top WBA lightweight contenders because that is a title that Javante Davis currently has. So for now, I would at least categorize him as a lightweight because he also won a title at 140 and then vacated it to stay at lightweight, though. Yeah, I think it's inevitable that he fights at 140 at some point. Right. 140 also probably the better division right now uh, in terms of depth, maybe not top end talent, but in terms of depth, which we're going to talk about right now. Uh, The top ranked WBA lightweights as of this recording after uh, Tank Davis is. Obviously, the champion, and then the super champion is Devin Haney, blah, 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 blah boxing. Oh, these organizations. Okay. Number one, Ryan Garcia, <laughs> which is pretty funny. They're not even fighting for the title, but he's number one. um Seriously. Uh, Frank Martin is up there. William Zabeda, Vasily Lomachenko, Shakur Stevenson, Isak Cruz. And it's like, do Like, what what fight there? Because Shakur Stevenson, I don't think that's going to happen next. Not any time by all, by all means, if Tank and Shakur Stevenson want to get it on later this year, fine. I just don't... Bob Arum's not going to let that happen because Shakur Stevenson's right there and waiting for the Vasily Lomachenko and Devin Haney yeah. winner. That doesn't make any sense for top rank. Like, yeah, it's like you have all the titles in-house. You have a contender in-house. Like, no, that's stupid. Um, You know, and does... Does Javante Davis like look at this and be like, all right, like, all right, I'll move up to 140. Let's do it, right? If he wins this fight. These are the top 10 guys at 140 according to box rec, which their ranking is a little bit different than others, but still one that I think you should take into account. Number one is Regis Progray, who we had on the show, who you mentioned, he would love to fight Javante Davis. <clears throat> I would love to see that fight. <laughs> yeah. Regis Progray right now, promotional free agent. Um, Jose Ramirez is second. Fimo Lopez, Arno Barbosa, who we also had on the show, um, Ryan Garcia, Andy Hiraoka from Japan, Sandor Martin, Subriel Matias, Steve Spark. Those are your top 10 140-pounders. You bring that up because-
0: They sleep it on Subriel, but go on. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. You bring that up because Javante Davis, Like, there's some interesting bouts there. In fact, you mentioned Subriel Matias just now in terms of him being slept on subriel matias versus davis <laughs> <laughs> like as far as like subriel matias first title defense at 140 pounds like yeah I, i'm not so sure tag is gonna win that fight i think he'd be the favorite but i'm not so sure yeah. and then and then you look at 11 through 15 alberto Pueyo is there jose pedraza richardson hitchens william Zapata, richard comey so i think overall it a lot of it depends on how this actually goes in terms of him winning but I think there are a lot of options for tank, but there are none that are like, oh, yeah, like this is a definite option for him. there's
0: no clear path after this fight we don't really know where he's gonna go but we know that Javante Tank Davis is gonna have options on how he wants to move if he wants to officially move up to 140 or if he wants to stay at lightweight and do his thing and try to fight um you know Devin Haney maybe Shakur Stevenson because the way they're having it set up is that Shakur Stevenson will either fight Loma or Haney
1: yeah that's that's
0: what they're saying and it makes and it makes sense too because like they're all in the top rank house So those fights are easier to make and why wouldn't they make those fights? But let's just say Shakur ends up fighting Devin Haney if Devin Haney ends up beating Loma and then the winner of Haney and Shakur fights take.
1: That's what I I want, but I don't, you know, promotionally and do the fighters want to make it happen and all those questions, right? Um, But I think that's a 2024 thing um, because I think Javante Davis in the meantime would probably fight somebody else or not fight at all and just wait out the rest of the year because he's got some uh, outside the ring stuff, I believe he's still dealing with.
0: Yeah. Which, which by the way, I, I wanted to mention this. And I know this is a little off topic, but I'm going to make the time for it. Um, <laughs> listen. So if Ryan Garcia was to last the full 12 rounds with Tank mm-hmm. and say there was a decision that was made, now I think on the cards, Ryan. Like a robbery? Will be up- Okay, let me finish. I think on the cards, <laughs> I think on the cards, there. I Okay, I lost my train of thought because you cut me off here. Okay, what I was trying to say was see if Ryan um, lasted the full 12 rounds with Tank and then there was a decision to be made because I do think Ryan Garcia is going to be leading on the cards because Tank is going to let him win some rounds and I think he's going to be busy. But I, I do think if he was to last, he would lead on the cards. That's my opinion. However... We know that Tank is in some legal trouble, right? And we don't know what's going to happen. He could do some time. He could be away from boxing for a while, while, to be honest with you. What if boxing was like, listen, we know Tank is going to go away for a bit. And this brings us to what happens if Ryan Garcia defeats Tank. If it goes to the cards, I think there's a possibility, even if you think Tank won, that they could give it to Ryan. Because Tank might be going <laughs> away for a while, and as a boxing conspiracy
1: fan, theory, Chantel. <laughs> you know, well, then, ah.
0: I, I'm just saying that robberies like this happen, right? And I'm just thinking, like for a boxing, you're like, okay, well, like one of our superstars, Tank Davis, might be going away for a while, but we got this other kid over here, Ryan Garcia, that is bringing in pay per view numbers, bringing in a whole entire fan base, and if it goes to the cards, like, should we get, should we give him? The victory like this is total conspiracy theorist shit but this is a possibility that could happen and then we'll go into what happens so let me know your thoughts on that and then tell me your thoughts on what happens if ryan garcia wins and what it means for him
1: the sport is such that such a scenario would actually not be far-fetched um not at all (laughs) it wouldn't it wouldn't be one of the top 10 craziest things in the sport but also i could flip it and be like maybe they give it to Javante Davis and make the comeback that much sweeter because motherfuckers love when dudes are fresh out. Look at the love yeah. fest that Bobby Schmurter got. You know what I'm saying? When he got out of jail, like <laughs> it just kind of is what it is. Look at um, when Pac
0: got out of jail. All I'm saying yeah. is that it is a possibility. Also, if I think goes, if it goes if to the cards, I think it could also be a draw. I yeah, think it, they'd be like draw because we want the rematch.
1: If he goes, because I still think we need to like see how that plays out legally. But w- regardless, um, I, I think with Javante uh, Davis, eh, we'll see. Um, all right, now, last segment on this episode. If Ryan Garcia defeats Javante Davis, what happens? Now, I'm gonna toss this to you first because you tossed me uh, the other one first with Javante Davis. What happens if he wins? So if Ryan Garcia actually wins his fight one what do you think that looks like and two how does his sort of career play out
0: if ryan garcia defeats tank davis and say he knocks out tank davis and gets the finish he is arguably the biggest star in boxing up there with canelo everyone he would be the face of boxing if he could knock out tank Ryan Garcia is going to be the biggest thing in boxing and he's going to get whatever fight that he possibly wants to make. And he has said that that weight cut to 135 is tough for him, but he's cutting down to 136. He's going to want to fight at 140. I think there's a really big possibility. Then we could see Ryan Garcia and say, you know, tank, we've seen him fight at 140. There could possibly be a rematch. Because I'm sure Tank would want to run it back. And I'm sure that would be a payday for both of these guys. And everyone would want to see it. Would Ryan Garcia want to do the rematch with him? Could he he could also be like, if the rumors are right in saying that if Tank, w- if Tank loses, there's a rematch clause. If Ryan loses, then there's not a rematch clause. You know, Ryan can. We're gonna see what Ryan wants to do with that. If he wants to take that tank fight again, and if there is a rematch clause, then they'll probably run it back. But wouldn't you want to see Ryan Garcia and Arnold Barbosa Jr.?
1: Yeah, the re- the rematch clause depends on who's reporting. You believe because there have been conflicting stuff there. So it's it's, it's, it's often in boxing. Um,
0: any of those one forty guys he could fight. I don't think he. If he beats Tank, then yeah, like he could go into the ring with Subriel, right? So
1: so currently. There's a couple of interesting things here. So, currently, Ryan Garcia is actually ranked in both weight classes by different sanctioning bodies. Uh, the WBC has him eighth. The WB- At 140 pounds, I should clarify. The WBC has him eighth at 140 pounds, a title that we know Regis Pro-Ray currently has. Ryan Garcia versus Regis Pro-Ray would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. um, WBA does not have him ranked at 140 because he's ranked first at 135 pounds so he's a lightweight according to them um the ibf has him 11th and the wbo i don't believe hasn't ranked in either division they may at lightweight they definitely don't at 140 um and again he's in box rec's top 10 140 pounders around guys like regis Ray, jose Rivera, tayofimo lopez arnon barbosa who you just mentioned who's looking for a fight who might fight leanne paro uh in his next fight uh yeah. the wbo i believe uh, eliminator um and if you're looking at just potential fights for Ryan Garcia, I think... So this is interesting. Devin Haney, I don't believe, is on a long-term deal with top rank. And also still being promoted by Lou DiBella, yeah. who you know just wants to make good fights. And Devin Haney has his own that De- like Devin Haney promotions. Yeah. So... He's not really tied to a network long term. He could re up with you know top rank or whatever the case may be, and I wonder if that's a fight that could be made at some point because Devin Haney's going to move to 140 at some point. He said there were rumors about because Bob Aram even said this. If Vasiliy Lomachenko beats Devin Haney, Shakur versus Vasiliy Lomachenko happens. But if Devin Haney won, boxing scene reported that. Bob Arum wasn't really sure if Devin Haney was going to move up to 140 or yeah. not, so he said like it's not, it, it was kind of in doubt that he would fight Shakur Stevenson because he may move up to 140. Bill Haney, texted Mark Kriegel during the Shakur Stevenson fight, said that they plan on staying at 135.
0: Well, here's the thing, though, because there's already been talk about Ryan Garcia and Devin Haney fighting each other, and mm-hmm. they talked about... Fighting each other in the past when they were younger. So, this is a fight that also has the potential to get made. My whole thing is, I don't think Ryan wants to fight at 135. Remember, he said it straight up. No. He said, I don't want to fight at 135. So, Mm -hmm. they would have to fight at 140. But I think for the most part, I think a lot of people see matches and 140 where Ryan could have potential fights. Like, I could see him fighting a Jose Ramirez, and that would be a good fight. I could see him fighting Arnold Barbosa Jr. I could see him fighting Tank again. I could see him fighting Teofimo Lopez. So
1: I think the the most likely outcome, though, is I think he just fights Tank again, which is kind of underwhelming. But like, I think if he wins, I think, especially with Tank being the A-side, this being a Showtime pay-per-view, I just think they'll figure out a way to just make the rematch. And if Ryan Garcia beats him again then that would be interesting i don't know if people think he's going to beat him twice though because i'm not sure how many people think ryan garcia is going to win once we'll get to the betting another day but I, i like i think the most likely thing though for ryan garcia is the tank rematch which is to say that all these other possibilities may be on hold until 2024 or whatever. But I do agree that if he wins, he's probably the biggest star, definitely the biggest young star in the sport. I don't think he surpasses Canelo necessarily. I think he
0: gets up there, though, because he's also, like, Mexican-American.
1: Yeah. Is he not? But but Canelo knows Spanish. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like in Mexico, like, he's fighting in Mexico, right? Like, it's a little bit different. And and I think Canelo's still, like, the biggest star in the sport, but I think Brian Garcia is on that cusp, right? He's – like, remember there was a time – where we all knew Floyd Mayweather was going to be sort of going out the door and Canelo was next. I think it's that where it's like, not that Canelo is going to be out the door like soon, soon, but he's getting into his mid thirties and he's either 33 now or is going to be 33 this year. And Ryan Garcia would be next. Like he would be anointed that, Um, which is to say, I, I, I think Gervonta Davis, like, because we've seen him more, yeah. I don't have the same feeling that he'd be seen as next. Because Ryan Gar, uh, because Javante Davis is currently one of the biggest stars in the sport, so I think it does more as a star for mm-hmm. Ryan Garcia to win this fight than the inverse. It's, I still think it does a lot for Javante Davis, but for Javante Davis, I think it does not more for his stardom than it does for his legacy and his career. And his all-time sort of ranking because he's chasing legendary status. And I think Ryan Garcia, it does more for his stardom and just overall like, okay, this is sort of the young guy now who can carry the torch um, if, he, if he knocks out Javante Davis or if he wins a decisive decision where you don't have questions and there's not arguments where it's not like a Triple G, Canelo, one or two mm-hmm. situation.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I think there's a lot of possibilities. Here at the mandatory, we want to know your thoughts. What do you think happens if Javante Tank Davis loses? What do you think it happens if Ryan Garcia loses? What does that mean for him? And where would you kind of rank him after that, whether you're ranking him in 140 or also in the lightweight division as well. Lots of possibilities. Also, we kind of broke down the fight. Let us know how you think this fight is going to go. Let us know if you're rolling with Tank. Let us know if you're rolling with Ryan Garcia. Also, if you like the video, hit that like and subscribe button. And if you're listening to this on the audio version, make sure to leave a rate and review also. Give us five stars as well. We're going to have some more betting content coming up for you as well, but enjoy fight week. And we're going to have a lot more as well. Also, a live, I want to put this out there right now. We are doing a live post fight show as well after Tank and Ryan. So hop on with us. If you follow us at the Mandatory TKO, you'll be able to just click the link and rock with us. uh, And we'll be discussing everything about the fight.
1: Yeah, can't wait. Um, Fun co feature. David Morrell's in it. Gonna be honest. Probably not going to talk much about. No, that we're
0: not. Fight. We're probably not going to talk about <laughs> any of those fights except for Tank and Ryan to be real with you.
1: You know, I love, I love uh, main cards, undercards. Like I'm one of those. Like I watch an entire card uh, if I have time. But yeah, uh, this is going to be the Tank and Ryan show uh, for the duration of the week. So hope you enjoyed that. We went deep, and we still have betting to talk about later in the week. We're going to be back for that. Thank y'all for rocking with us, commenting. I've uh, really enjoying the back and forths on YouTube for the most part. You still have, you know. 90% great, 10% are dickheads, but it is what it is. Uh, we love y'all. Stay subscribed. And uh, yeah, we have a lot, a lot more coming uh, as this channel continues to grow and grow and grow.